Hello and welcome to the Mimic Move, the podcast extension of The Healing Place. This is a podcast where we examine scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what is happening here? And last week, we started a conversation on revival. We talked about uh, what revival is and what exactly revival isn't and how that plays out in our lives. This week, however, we're going to continue our conversations with Pastor, Pastor Scott and Pastor Tanya by talking about the effect of revival. What is the lasting effect of experiencing a revival? And we hope this uh, conversation, it challenges you, not just in what you do, not just in where you go to, but what you walk out with, how you live your life beyond a revival experience. So we've been talking a lot about the about the, what happened recently. This is a now event. This is taking place, and we talk about how this is, they're dealing with it at the moment. But the reality is, revival goes beyond a, a single moment, mm-hmm. and it has lasting effect on people's lives. Back in the mid '90s, late late '90s, there was an event called Brownsville. The Brownsville revival blew up. A lot of stuff. I think it started with an Easter message. I believe is what it was. Uh, Father's, Father's Day. Father's Day. That's what yep. it was. Thank you. So you guys have the opportunity to witness that, to be part of that. What was the lasting effect of Brownsville for you guys as individuals? Um, it was it was different. That was different. It really was. Mm-hmm. You know, Father's Day, nineteen ninety five, Pensacola, Florida, Brownsville Assembly of God. Uh, again, it's one of those moves of God that everybody has an opinion on it. Mm. Um, you know, there are many <laughs> who say that it wasn't of God and it wasn't this. We have seen the lasting fruit mm-hmm. with missionaries, with preachers with uh, people who went to the school there, people's lives who were changed. Mm-hmm. We've got examples right here in this place of people who gave their life to Jesus there mm-hmm. and who have followed Jesus passionately for from then until now. Yeah. Um, uh, for us, you know, we, we got saved in 1994. That, that happened in 1995. Um, and we had went to a, a place in Arkansas, and in that there were two young adults mm-hmm. that we came into a relationship with that were going to go to the school. Mm. And so I think that's when I went first. Is that correct? Yeah, I didn't yeah. go until... So I went later. down, and I went, and it was packed, and it was crazy, and it was wild, and it was all that, and God moved, and I had somebody that prayed for me. But I wasn't blasted. It wasn't like this... <laughs> The thing that impacted me the most is I stayed in a house of one of the church leaders, Mm. and they had converted their entire beautiful uh, screened-in patio into bunk beds. Somebody from the church had built bunk beds so they could house more people at their house, and all their kids were adults. They took every single bedroom in that house, like four bedrooms or what it was, converted it into four or five different beds for every room and all this. And I can remember being in a service for like seven hours and it was like three o'clock in the morning and we're sitting in this house full of strangers and I was around a table with people from Denmark, right. uh, Sweden, Australia, Japan. Um, there was like 10 different nations in this one house. Mm. And we were all talking about not revival, but what God was doing in us. And I think that 
impacted me more than anything else. The second time I went down there, I stayed in a deacon's house. And that was a whole other level because he was like going, I was like, you know, when you're around people who are experiencing things of God that you've never really been around, you ask a lot of questions. And you know me, I'm like, so how did you know? And he said, I was standing at the front door and I was ushering. And he said, uh, we have a sanctuary that seats about 2,000 people. And he said, we filled the sanctuary up in about 75 seconds. <laughs> 75 seconds. Man. I was like, what? And he said, yeah, we didn't have any shrubs after that. Yeah. And see, that's a whole other thing of, of a move of God right. is that all of a sudden, it's not just people showing up, but now it's like, you have to think about things that don't seem supernatural. Right. But it becomes that because you have to deal with that. And so I think the lasting effects for me are people that I know went to that school and are missionaries, Mm -hmm. uh, two of which are in the Philippines that we trust so complicitly that we sent our daughter there to live with them for almost a couple years. Um, That's lasting fruit. We've developed relationships, godly relationships, all the way back to then. So mm-hmm. for uh, for me personally, it would be that. It would be the relationships, seeing God transform lives, and just being able to be a part of something way bigger than me. So good. How about you, Tanya? Well, I didn't go until much later. I never stayed with anybody. We went to a hotel and stayed the time I went. And we went with two friends and made the trip from Bowie, Texas there. Ooh. And in a really small car, <laughs> the four of us. And, uh, you know, uh, the sanctuary filled up like that. So we were sent to the youth building mm. and I got absolutely nothing out of the service. <laughs> nothing at all. But I think, like Scott said, for that, it was the lasting effects of relationships. Mm. Uh, the first place we youth pastored at, we had uh, a young couple. They were part of our youth group. And he got saved at Brownsville. And she was she was just in everything. She wanted to be a part of the church, every single thing. And Scott actually went. He was their chaperone on their very first date. <laughs> and now they are in full-time ministry, pastoring a wonderful church, you know, doing awesome things for Jesus. Yeah. I think they are killing it in Nowheresville, Oklahoma, man. Wow. I mean, to have a church like they have. Where they have it in Oklahoma is crazy. Right. Again, that's lasting fruit. That exactly. That is that's fruit that's that what I see. That's fruit right. That it's that's what I see. And even in in people that we know went and and got saved or delivered or even healed, that is what I think I got out of more out of Brownsville than anything. And before the conversation starts on those that are listening to this and watching it, yes, abuses. Absolutely. Why? Because people show up. Yeah. That's right. And not everybody's hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Right. Some are just hungry and thirsty for manifestations right. or hungry and thirsty to be a part of something to right. say they're a part of it. Right. That's that we actually saw that at uh, Asbury as well. Mm-hmm. Right. There were people that were there that were hungry for God. Right. Then there were people that were there to say they had been there. Mm. Right. And that was the only reason why they were there. Right. Is to say that they were there. Right. And you could tell it from their social media stuff. You could tell it from them doing things that they were told not to do. Mm. You know, no live streaming, no taking videos. But yet you go on social media (laughs) and you see these 10, 12 minute videos. And it's like I'm looking at it going, I know you were told not to do that. Yeah. 
And you were told to do that by somebody who's stewarding that. So in that context, that's your covering. Yeah. And you're saying no to that covering. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole other. Well, that, that kind of brings us to my next question. Because, again, there was a lot of stuff that happened in Brownsville. A lot, of, a lot of great stuff. A lot of ignorance also. How do you walk that out as you grow in your life and you go, okay, this was some good stuff. This is bad stuff. How do you divert? Okay, this was biblical. This was not biblical. How do you maintain that mindset of keeping things balanced in your lives? Well, again, I think it's the, the marks, mm-hmm. the, the, the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. Again, Brownsville was marked by repentance. Right. You can't, there's no way you can get away from that. It wasn't just a bunch of crazy people getting together. Yeah. It was drug addicts, prostitutes, man. It was all manner of people. Mm-hmm. Man, Friday nights would go five hours of doing nothing but baptizing people that had given their life to Jesus. And this is one thing that never gets talked about, Dallas, hmm. about a lot of revivals. A lot of conversions in Pensacola happened outside the church. Mm. Right. It happened with people that had gotten uh, had gotten moved upon by God and their life transformed and went out mm. into that area and reached people for Jesus by preaching the gospel right. and led them to Jesus. When they led them to Jesus, what did they do? They took them to the church yeah. because, listen, I led you to Jesus. Now you need to go to church. Right. They would go to church, and then they would get baptized on a Friday night, and then they would put them in some type of discipleship even back to where they were going back to. That's what a lot of people don't know about Brownsville Mm. is that people would get discipleship materials in their hand. Here's how you read the Bible. Here's how you start to read the Bible. Here's a Bible reading plan. Here's something you can take back with you, not the glory, but here's a tool that you can take back with you Mm. so that you can begin your journey with Jesus. You got saved. You got baptized. Now grow in the Lord. And a lot of that happened uh, in that context. So I think that the... the the marks what are the, what are the marks mm-hmm. again if it's just a bunch of wild crazy stuff and there's no fruit coming out of that mm-hmm. that's one thing but with things like Brownsville and other many many other revivals again we're kind of keeping it to the context of where we're all living age wise right but even going back to the 1700s the, the first great awakening the second great awakening the third great awakening the reformation all those things Whoever wants to put it in their little theological box will will talk about it in terms that make them feel comfortable. Yeah. But they won't talk about it outside their realm. Mm. And so just like the Jonathan Edwards crew, mm-hmm. they would say, preaching hellfire, you know, sinners in the hands of the angry God and all of that. And he did. He preached and it was heavy. But many people got moved upon by God before they even got in to hear him preach. Mm-hmm. And many gave their life to Jesus out on the steps of the church before he even preached. Yeah. Where does that fit in theologically with you? Mm. I mean, again, God will do what he wants to do amidst a hungry people. Right. And the Hebrides, great example. Mm. Duncan Campbell's there. They don't even hear him preach. And the magistrate calls him to come out into the 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 street mm-hmm. and the streets are lined with people repenting they don't even know what repentance is right. they've they've come out of the brothels and out of the saloons and they've mm-hmm. emptied them all out yeah. and they've gone to the police station because that's the only place they know to go because they were guilty yeah they felt guilty mr campbell tell us what this is and he presents the gospel it's like i don't know we just try to make it so small but there are marks of a genuine move of god and i still believe that repentance is is primary 
Hey, thanks so much for being part of today's podcast. Hope it's encouraged you. Hope it's challenged you. If you have questions, reach out to us, mediahub at thbstreetport.com or message us on our Facebook page. Just look for Midweek Move. That being said, be sure to subscribe to this video or to this channel rather and be part of what's taking place here at the Midweek Move, especially if you want to find out the rest of this conversation that happens next week. We're going to be talking about what it's like to lead through revival. Hey, again, thanks so much for being part of what we do here. Have a great week.